Chat of the Wild is a part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find out more information, as well as other great shows, go to greenlitpodcast.com. Hello and welcome to Chat of the Wild. In this season, we are playing through The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. In this episode, we are greeting the entrance of the Temple of Time. Ooh. I was really excited about this. I was going in. Yeah, yeah. me too. And I remembered how weird this dungeon is. <sighs> I, I stood at the entrance and was like, yeah, no, I know for a fact I didn't like this dungeon when it was new. <laughs> yeah, it was not great. I was not impressed. I expected more out of it. It had far. nothing to do with time. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other than how did a mirror get back in time? Yeah. I I remember this dungeon. I but like barely because it just there was very little little that was remarkable about it. Even even like the mid boss when we get to it, it was I thought it was fun, but it wasn't a memorable fight. No. I I remember it because I remember this enemy going forward. We run into it again at the very least if not just in the cave of ordeals but we start running into them again Mm. outside of the mid boss did look cool i did like the look of the mid boss yeah Mm -hmm. he was the coolest one of all i think so we get into the entrance and we're we're greeted at this this door in front of us and minda just stops us and was just like hey something's off here and then she says, like, hey, I think there's supposed to be a statue there. And you go into your sense mode, and there's a mm-hmm. shape of a statue. And it's just sort of like, okay, I feel like it would have been better if you didn't tell me that. Because mm-hmm. that, knowing that didn't push me forward to the next room. Right. Like, it, it would have been more interesting with what we have coming when we finally come back here to then have to puzzle that out ourselves. Yeah. Because I don't even think it was that complicated. But I think it would have been a better design just to let us do it and not have Mid to say right from the beginning, hey, you're going to put another statue right here. Right. It's like, there was hey, no I got figuring this thing. It out. What am I going to do with this thing that I brought through the entire dungeon? Yeah. Or have yeah. creepy chicken face uh, say, yeah. get in here and go, I- I've been here before. That's weird. There should be something there. This is the door we need to go through or something. Instead so of, Brian wants more of the Uku. Noted. I do not want more of the no. Uku, but if we have to have them around, and this makes uh, half of the dungeons now where I've gotten to, or I have to have these things in my pocket, the other two were just by accident, and I was scared. But if if he has to be with us, or it has to be with us... Um, why not use it, it thematically, I guess? I don't know. Well, like, the thing is, is that they didn't actually... They weren't familiar with this place. They knew, they were here because something they were told was supposed to be here to help them. They, hey, they all are it actually, takes is a smart writer to change that. We haven't really talked too much about them because everyone else is trying to avoid them. Uh, but... The Uku have been on their own journey from the beginning with us, the ones that we've been meeting, where they're trying to get back home. And that's the reason we keep running into them is because they are going on the same path that we are, but they inadvertently end up getting stuck in a pot somewhere mm-hmm. each time. I thought uh, it was so the, the same Uku every single time. It, it is. is. Well, it, yeah. It's yeah. her and her son. 
Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. this is the first creepy. time. Uh, so creepy. Th- during this playthrough, this is the first time I saw her son because I forgot. Because you have to use when you use the item, the son's the one that like warps you out and warps yes. you back to its mom, right? Yeah. Yep. And it's yeah. I, it's this I creepy flying would... mallow head. Yeah. I ju- I just got to shout this out too. Uh, where where my bayonetta fans at? Because the Uku are straight up enemies <laughs> that you fight in bayonetta. <laughs> like there is a boss that is just a giant flying baby head like ceramic baby head um and yeah i remember beating that thing over and over so many times in bayonetta and then after playing this through in hd and i'm like that's straight up a bayonetta boss (laughs) just had to put that out there um so we get into here uh we are told this whole thing about how the uku and the uku baby or whatever they are trying to find the the magical thing that's inside of here, so they join us on our trip. This dungeon, uh, this one, uh, no no way around it. This was the most linear back and forth dungeon yes. in this game. We we are just going through hallways. There isn't even like an open. There, there's like one or two open areas that we have on there, but uh, everything else is literally just a, a hallway with some of them are slightly bigger rooms with little mazes in them, but it felt the most claustrophobic of all of them in terms of the linearity of it. You didn't feel like you were really like exploring it on your own. You're just like solving this puzzle in this room to open door one, and it really just the only door right? just to keep going forward. Mm-hmm. So I immediately open up my map like I normally do when I go into a dungeon and I notice there are eight floors, right? I'm like, oh my God, like how big is this dungeon? And then like, it's not big at all. And then I didn't even, like, I didn't even find my map until the end. I didn't either. It was funny. Yeah. (laughs) I know. The map was the last thing I picked up. Yeah. I don't even need you. The other thing is you can get basically every chest on your way through the first half, on your way to the end of the hallway. Yeah. Uh, even the even the BK you can you can get yes. pretty much right away. Like pretty you much. don't need it, it. Gives you the opportunity to get things you missed on the way back, but mm-hmm. you can get everything. It also felt really weird that this this dungeon is filled with a a Zelda staple, the uh, you know pressure switch. Mm-hmm. That requires you to put something on it. Like you can literally just put a pot on there if you're yeah. careful enough with it. Uh, but this is something that you know we've seen in all the other Zeldas, but we haven't really seen this in Twilight Princess up until this point. Like the whole like pressure sh- pressure switch hasn't been a thing in Twilight Princess. Yeah, yeah. this is the uh, the old school binary uh, red and blue ones. I, I think it's green and red in this, but yeah, yeah, it is. It's Christmas. They look like big rupees almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of rupees, rupees hidden in well stamps, also for you guys, I'm sure. But lots of rupees hidden in chests. So many stamps. So I am, stamps. I am, I am just so beyond that now. I just get angry, and I'm at the point where yep. I don't want to explore anything else, right? Uh, because I don't want to risk opening a, a chest and it be a stamp, right? Like I'm so upset with those at this point. Well, it's like there'll be times where it's like, okay, is this something that I have to do? And or like, I'll get stuck for a second and I'll go through right. a section that I think is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then at the end of it, there's a stamp. And it's like, okay, just got to go back and figure out the room I was in before. An issue 
I have with this game is the fact that the the treasure chests are inconsistent where you can find a key in both a big blue chest and a small wooden chest. I have been whining and, about that uh, the yeah. entire time during the stream. Like, who knows what's in here? It could be anything. It could be a compass. It could be a key. It could be 20 rupees. Right. It could but be anything. It won't be a stamp for you, at least. That's you got true. that. That's true. <laughs> Stupid like, stamp. It, it could may, easily it color coat these things. Mm -hmm. Because we really only have, we have three different types of chests. We have the wood ones, the blue ones, and then the big key ones. Well, and then I had that also the same problem in Majora's Mask where I would see a big chest like up on like a, a little outcropping somewhere. And I'd be like, ooh, big chest. Got to be like a heart piece. Got to be something good. And it's just 20 rupees. And I was like, you need to don't right. do that to me, game. And this game is constantly doing that. Constant. Yeah, we are we are at capacity in terms of like things that we could do outside of the the mainline quest mm -hmm. um we only really have heart pieces and i don't feel like any of us are struggling enough that we need to go on a journey to collect heart pieces mm -hmm. no no i i never thought i'd say this but i kind of miss the joy pendants like <laughs> yeah i it would be nice to have some other collectibles going around so it's not just even if i hated them it wouldn't just be rupees and stamps. Yeah. Right. Something I could give to someone else that like, like another Princess Agatha character that's like, ooh, I love this crap. I will take it from you. You know, I mean, they're I just going to reward really... you with another rupee or something, but. I, I was racking my brain trying to think like, what is something I can pour my rupees into right now? Right. Yeah, me what too. Is, what is something that I can spend rupees on? I mean, and there's like nothing. There's something at the end of this whole exchange that we'll need to spend money on. But yeah, other than that. That was nothing. Yeah. Um, it was half my wallet, but that. yeah, nothing. So some of the rooms that we got in here, um, I did enjoy, I took my sweet time doing my what is it the killing blow or the um mm -hmm. the mortal the, draw the, the mortal draw uh for each enemy occasionally i'd get like two at once and that yeah. felt really good uh i but it was constantly like back to back of mortal draw flurry with your sword putting it away and then trying to be like hurry up and do it before the next guy gets over you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he'll be doing it and he'll be like yeah look what i just ah, hit me in the face like it's just the animation sometimes took way too long and I would, like, roll away just to put my sword away and just stand there and be like, come at me, bro. <laughs> I was a little bit bummed because I tried out the the area of effect attack, like the the yeah. charged thing. Yeah. And it just, this is the perfect time to use it. And it takes too long. Mm -hmm. It takes too long. Uh, it, it worked on some of the Dynaflows, Dynaflows, you know. Are those... I tried to use it on the little flood creatures, and they all just scatter. And yeah, they, they move scatter, around. and that didn't work. I we did. I accidentally used it when someone made me play with tiny hands. I accidentally pulled my spinner out, and I was like, "Oh, that's actually kind of a fun way to kill the little tiny things." And then I forgot yes. for the rest of the the like the the rest of the dungeon. I completely forgot to use it again. But that would have worked. Um, but that huh. probably would have been the highlight of killing little things. That's about uh, it. Yeah, we we do have another new enemy type. Of course, it's a spider type uh, of these tiny little baby spiders. 
Or don't, no, do we have we did you, we have these in the the desert? No, I think no. these are new. Yeah, new. they weren't in the desert. Oh. And then we had uh, the. Yeah. I can't remember if we had the the statues. Like I feel like we've had no, some incarnation these are new of the statues. Well. But oh not, yeah, with the uh, laser. These. Yeah. Or, oh well, we yeah no, we the, had Bemos and we had Armos. How have I we think had they're the both new. I think they're both new. Okay. Well, the Bemos is different. We've had different. We've had there are actually two different types of Bemoses in this game. Mm -hmm. This is the old old version because we are, you know, it's it's hard to remember this. We have gone back in time. Mm -hmm. How long ago? Who knows? Right. But that is where we're at in the temple of time. We had to like go through a teleporter. They didn't even make a big deal about that. You think it would be like, right? Oh, we know it's there, but it's been destroyed and it's buried underground. There's no way in, and then we have to find a way to reverse time to restore it and. No, we're just you put the thing in, and since no one's there, and Link doesn't talk to himself, and <laughs> even Midna doesn't necessarily know these things, right. yeah. we just go through the door, and we have to piece this this cannon together ourselves. Um, yeah. So of course, yeah, we get a new spider creature because this game loves spiders. Spoiler alert: the boss is a spider as well. So again, if you don't like spiders, look out. We yeah, also get, I like, did not adult enjoy that. Like adolescent spiders uh, that are like kind of a cross between spiders and oh. tektites. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But um, they got like they weird, the way they legs. walk is weird. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're they're not they're they're around for a half a second before a couple sword swings. So we've got some yeah. some rooms in here. The the quote unquote puzzles that we have involving the crystals. Uh, you hit the crystal, a door moves. You move to the next little quadrant in the room. There's even, like, circles on the floor yes. that are like, this is the optimal place to be standing to see the crystal. Mm -hmm. And then you shoot oh, the I crystal and the door that. opens. <laughs> yeah. You didn't need to. But you, you probably stood there. You just didn't notice it because they're... I am like... Ayanuma wants gonna... you to feel smart. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> and, yeah, we, we make our way through all of this, putting stones down on switches... Uh, hitting the crystals to open doors back and forth, just like one after the other. There, there is a, a clockwork room in the middle that is very weird because, like, there are a couple different things to, like, activate certain switches. Like, the very bottom, you have to kill all the baby spiders to stop the electric floor. Yeah. If you need to, if you wanted to do that, you don't even necessarily have to do that. Like, I don't think you get to a point where you actually need to go through there. You, you do later. You do. On the way back, you have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah, so you still have that, but then you have to move some switches to the top area in order There's... to lift up a, a lift thing, but then you got to time it just right because if you put it down, it goes up too high, so you got to like put it down while either facing it or you got to put it down and run real quick over onto it, and it's just like so annoying. That one took me a minute. I, I finally... I finally realized that I like I'm like okay I need to stand on that ledge while I put that whatever it was on the on the switch and then it would raise me up but like I'm like what am I missing like am I supposed to like be hitting some other like freaking switch on this one like that one that one ticked me off the first time I did it I accidentally chucked the other one way up above it. Oh. So I just had to totally leave the room and come back in to reset where they were. Oh, that yeah, that's sucks. the thing. That's the thing in this dungeon. Uh, oh, I've I broke all the jars. So now I need to leave the room to get more jars. Right. Because mm -hmm. I was going, you know, I was looking for stuff in jars, and I then I realized I like because they because they do have a thing where you have to shoot 
a jar off of a switch, which was fun. But that's just I like that's, that. That's just yeah. a puzzle. That's that's just a cool puzzle. This game is full of cool puzzles sometimes. Um, I liked the clockwork room, but they didn't really do much with it. It was no. Yeah, you, you go. More. You take the the elevator down to grab one of the little uh, tiny stat. We call I I started calling them Timmy or someone in the chat called them Timmy's because I was calling the big one Terry. And uh, <laughs> so I had Timmy and Terry. So I grabbed one of the little Timmy statues and brought it. You bring it up with you to put on a switch. But that was really all that was in that room. And yeah. then there's the worst room in this whole dungeon. Uh, well, we also have a room where there is a scale. Yes. That oh, you God. have to. Oh, God. That, that was annoying. You have to move those statues from one to the other in order to get it just right. But then there's also like. If you're looking, there's also a an anchor point in the ceiling for you to claw shot mm-hmm. onto, which yeah. like you could potentially circle around that if you did it if you jumped right. But the the jumping, especially after the end of this, when when we have to like do some other things, yes. I was getting real frustrated with Link's jump and what he was and wasn't yes! willing to grab onto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, it was annoying. Say you want to go up and check that because you need you think you need something up there. You're going to reset the scale puzzle if you're half if you're part of the way through it. So you're like, oh, I need to. Oh, I forgot. I need to get up there. And you you have to be on a side of the scale that is that is raised in order to to shoot to the anchor point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. also just a really weird spot because that is where the big key is, and mm-hmm. it is so out of the way. Because you have to claw shot onto this one little area. Then you have to spinner along the wall to this little backside. Kill a popo. Then there's a room that you go into. And in the room, there are other couple switches, which this was clever. But the room was so out of the way that I was just annoyed by it. Mm -hmm. Where we have those little, uh, I don't know, big, I don't know, uh, pig rat things with the metal things on them. Pig dino yeah. rats. And you have to use their their shields as the weights on the scales. Which was cool. So, yeah. And it's up on a different level. So you have to, like, go up there and then claw shot them up to you. It's like, that's interesting. BC? I, I mean, I thought it was interesting, but I... This dungeon kind of does the thing where it's insinuates that you're supposed to use the, the Timmy statues as the weights and then i think like the first time you have to use a pot it doesn't tell you you just have to be like oh there are pots in here i guess pots also work mm-hmm. but it kind right. of just like randomly you can use a pot you you there'll be pots and randomly there'll be statues like there are two of those um two of those enemies with the the metal masks uh, yeah the metal shells and like if you go up to the top there's four switches and three statues and one of the statues is hidden so it will kind of hidden it's on a ledge so i spent you know 2 3 minutes looking for another statue in the room that i just yeah. couldn't find and then i was like oh i i left and came back and those enemies had respawned and i was like okay got to use the metal shell yeah. which i think is cool but i i think it doesn't do a good oh, job yeah. of being like Use whatever you want. It just seems like it's trying to push you into using those statues. And so when you use something else, it just feels out of place to me. Yeah. The logic of weight 
has not been introduced in this game at this point. So like That's the the fair. concept of their masks have weight or pots have weight doesn't make sense and it's not taught to us. That's like you have to go into here knowing Zelda logic. Right. Which is not a good design. Uh no. for a game like, you know, this isn't a sequel per se. You know, this is part of the series, but this is not this is not a sequel to a game. This isn't Zelda 2 or, you know, Ocarina of Time <laughs> 2 or whatever, because we've that's, had a Zelda 2. We've had an Ocarina um, of Time 2. But, you know, so for them to have this kind of thing and not explain it, that's, that's disappointing. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's it's bad design. So let's go ahead and jump into the mid-boss for this. So we get into this room, and it is there's a, a dude in the middle of it, and this is this is just a dark nut. Now, mm -hmm. in the past, we've fought many dark nuts, but this is like the top cream of the crop dark He's nut. Intense. He's the dark nut. Yeah. He he was the one that they all aspire to be. Yeah. He's he's the the guy with the ball and chain is like working his way up to dark nut. He's mm -hmm. like I'm a dark hammer, but someday I'll be a dark nut. So, this battle, I mean, this was just there isn't much of like a trick to it. You do have to just, like, get around him. You have to sometimes, like, you have to time it just right to break his block to get hits in. Um, you really just got to use all of your fighting skills. And I liked it. I still, again, it's not a, I don't think it's a great Zelda boss battle, like mid-boss or boss battle. I, I couldn't um, get my shield bash to work. He, oh, it he does stun him for, like, a second. Just like, but it doesn't totally, it's, like... No, it's he has you have to do a thing like his animations. You have to find the window in between his animations. Yeah. So you could do a shield block if you hit him. I think you have to do it like right after he swings. He's uh, he's vulnerable that you could do a shield bash then to stun him. But he has these small windows and you can just keep you can brute force force it you oh yeah i definitely over did over because yeah like it isn't clear the room's really dark the game's really dark so it's hard to make like it's hard to really see what they want you to see if there is like something that oh he he's he's got an opening right here because it just looks like he's just going crazy and blocking everything yeah. and right. every once in a while you hear that sound of my sword hit you and yeah i just kind of rolled around off. back of him until i yeah started hitting him which would stun him and then i'd be like you know just poke him with the sword a bunch of times try and do a spin attack and mm -hmm. then then he blocks for for a while even if you roll around behind him it just stuns him like any of your special moves i think even the mortal draw it just knocks him into a stun state so you can hit yeah. him more but i kept trying to do that like i lost i lost a whole set of lives just trying to do a mortal draw on him. I got it a few times, but the window is just so small with him. And even then, it just stunned him where I needed to just keep swinging my sword afterwards yeah. anyway. Um, I, I thought what... For a second, what I thought was going to happen with this boss is that we were going to fight him, get the item, and then fight him again. I think it would have been cool if maybe this was some dude you fought in stages throughout the dungeon, or he, like reiterated Ooh. as you oh. went through because I think when we fought the big um, uh, the big Moblin guy earlier or the mm -hmm. big Bokoblin or big Moblin guy it was 
cool that to actually fight him like sword like face to face because we've been fighting him throughout in different iterations throughout the game and so you yeah. finally fight this dude and so it's a fun boss fight but it's also just nice to get closure on that arc so i feel like this boss would have been cooler if he had any sort of personality besides you walking into a room and just fighting this dude once mm-hmm. yeah i mean he did sure. have a couple phases where at some point mm-hmm. you knock off all his armor yeah and in wind waker they that's when they like they move a, like they'll start chasing you down and they can run after you and stuff and and this one his entire fighting style changed and it, it felt kind of like the way fighting uh the what demise in skyward sword feels like he's got like quick sword blocks and stuff gear him yeah it, but yeah i didn't have too much trouble with him honestly like i i now have the mortal draw but i didn't I didn't get the mortal draw until after this dungeon. I finally... so you've you're, you've caught up on that. Yeah, I finally I Great. finally had Great. it. <laughs> and so, I, but uh, like, random thought or go ahead. Go oh, ahead. so like all I did was like roll behind him and slash him a few times, and like every time like he swung his sword down or swung it about or whatever, that's when I attacked mm. him. I mean, he got me a couple of times, but I didn't die. So I. I don't. I thought he looked cool, but he wasn't. He did. He was yeah. very intimidating. Yeah, he was cool mm-hmm. looking for sure. And I and I thought it was like a a bigger challenge than some of the other mid bosses we've had recently. So that I appreciated. Mm-hmm. But then, then I so, also remember fighting a room of these guys later, maybe in the cave of ordeals, maybe in a final area. But I'm like, yeah, you're cool, but I I fought you and your friends before, so mm. all right. Cool. So after we beat him, uh, we get our our new item, the Dominion Rod. Yep. This hmm. this was the apparently this is the item that the Uku were looking for in this. And what the Dominion Rod does is it lets us control very specific statues. Uh, ones yes. with a, with a little hole inside of them that you can shoot your magic orb into, and you can move them around. Now in theory. And at first, this is really cool until you end up running Link into a wall constantly or you just can't get him to move or maneuver around in a weird way. You can't get him to maneuver around in the way you want and you get the camera to freak out because Mm -hmm. Link is up against the corner while you're trying to look off in the distance of where it is and the camera doesn't know what to do and it's just blinking and going crazy on you. (laughs) That's what happened to me multiple times. I think think most Zelda game rods are cool in theory until you get into using them and it's like, uh, okay, I see what you're going for. I think the, the, the Minish Cap one was, was cool, but, you know, somewhat limited use. Uh, I mean, until Todd, uh, patron Todd brought up the magic rod from Zelda 1, I was, like, ready to write off rods completely, and then I was like, oh, yeah, that one's pretty great. Mm, there's, I, like... Go ahead, BC. I've... I just want to say that in the Wind Waker, this entire item was a song. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> which I I would argue this is better because you don't have to do the song. Yeah. You can just pull it out yeah. and shoot it. That's true. I guess, but in you got a song and an item at least in that dungeon. Um, 
(laughs) Fair. I I was not a huge fan of this item. I thought it was super goofy. Um, Julia was actually playing Yoshi, like Yoshi's Woolly World or something, while I was playing through this. And you could, like, when you throw out the, use the rod, and it doesn't come in contact with anything, it just like yo-yos back to you, like the the ball Mm -hmm. on the end of it. Yeah. And I thought the sound, like whatever goofy sound coming from Woolly World was the sound of the ball returning. And I was like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. <laughs> That's funny. So it is pretty silly. So what we can do with this Dominion Rod, we use the Dominion Rod and we can take the statue that was in the room that we were fighting, the Dark Nut, and we have to bring him back to the beginning using these weird bells like there's these giant cathedral style bells shaped things that we have to take him onto and then it lowers down and then just like it does like a gong ring bell noise and then he disappears and then if you're well like bc so like when you first did this what were you what what were you thinking just happened so the entire time i like going into the dungeon I was like, okay, these bells are here. It's got to be something. Like, I'm going to come back and do something related to the bells. But at first, I thought you had to hit them with the ball and chain. I was like, mm-hmm. I was in a room oh. and I was like, okay, there's a bell here. Got to ring the bell. Got an instrument. Hit it with the ball and chain. And it just like drops a heart. And I was so disappointed because I was like, when am I going to get to ring the bells? And it's just... <laughs> <laughs> I kept trying to get Link in the bell with Terry, and I was like, just take me with you, man. Warp me to the next area with you. like, And they won't let you do that. But it would have been nice. So we, um, we also get the ability when we're controlling the statue to use this giant hammer that they have, yes. which can feel pretty good because you can smash the, the walls or like the gates and you can you can actually smash those those sliding walls too. So the ones where we're hitting the crystal, you can just smash what? those walls open. What? And just bulldoze the whole way through. It's pretty oh, you're nice. kidding me. So there is no challenge. <laughs> the only challenge is and now is I the didn't, camera. I didn't I didn't necessarily care for the Death Mountain dungeon. Um but when I think of that dungeon, I think of the cool magnetic wall stuff. And I'm like, I still, still kind of like it. And, and I'm glad that that's what I think of is I think of the cool part. Whenever that dungeon comes to mind, when I think of this dungeon, I think of the stupid scale and I think of trying to get the statue across the scale. And I hate yes, it. I it hate it. I hate it. And it's all I can think of. And so when I get to this part of the game, I'm just like, I'm going to spend about 10 minutes. I'm probably going to mess it up. I'm probably gonna have to restart it. I'm probably going to forget that I forgot to get the boss key and I'm going to have to restart it again. And I just, I hate it. I hate it so much. I, I do like the concept of us being able to now use, we can also control the little statues uh, and they are sprinkled about. And so there are some places that we went through where they were just, they looked like scenery, Mm -hmm. but now with this dominion rod, we can just pull them off and we can use them for other stuff. I mean, all they really do is weigh things down, but 
it's an option now, and I wish they did more with that. It would have been cool if we went through this dungeon one way, and everything was looking all nice and pristine, and then we get this Dominion Rod, and we can just smash our way through this stuff, rip stuff off the walls, just to make our way back through. That would have been cool, and they we kind of get that, but not the way that feels as fulfilling as it could have. But except for a Poe, we can unlock everything on our way to the mid boss we can get everything we can access everything if it had been something like that to where now you can start actually using the things that are hanging on the walls around you to actually finish these puzzles that that might have been cool you still would have been going up and down a hallway but it would have made sense for this dominion rod you actually need it to get everything in here no you can get basically everything in here without it yeah so, we finally make it all the way back to the front. We put the statue in the slot that we were told to when we got into here. And that just opens the door. That Then the very next door is the boss door that we use the boss key to get into. And this is where we fight Armogoma. Now, yeah. thematically, I love this. I yeah. think it is so cool. But in practice, it's just boring. Like, it is... It is the simplest thing where all you have to do is wait for the eye. So it, it does the thing, too, where it's sitting up on the ceiling, reminiscent of the very first battle with Goma and Ocarina of Time. The very um, first 3D battle with Goma. Yes. And um, you just have to shoot him with an arrow when his eye opens. He will fall. And then you have, again, really cool, giant statues with hammers that you can control with the dominion rod but he only moves he will only move in four different quadrants stop there maybe open his eye or just keep walking the only other thing that he does is part of the way through he poops out a bunch of babies that you gotta kill Mm -hmm. Uh, you don't even necessarily have to kill him if you're good enough you can probably just get around him um he will shoot a laser out of his eye if you wait long enough um but other than that like that's that's the boss battle there aren't even well okay okay hang on there is kind of a second phase we'll Mm. get to it right right yeah let's let's talk about this part first because yeah i didn't uh i enjoyed it because it sort of on its face it's it's cool you you use these giant statue arms to like slam goma in 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 the abdomen or uh but but after that dungeon, I was like, I'm look, I'm in for something fun. <laughs> Even if it's just a whack-a-mole game. I, I think this boss fight is a condensed version of this dungeon as a whole. This boss fight encapsulates how I felt about this dungeon. And that I walked in, thought, oh, this is going to be cool. And then was immediately disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um. The, the idea like the the giant statues all around super cool i think bringing back goma i love the nod to just like ocarina but all you can do is one thing with those giant statues all they do is slam their hand down like yeah it would have been nice to control them since that's what we've been doing this entire dungeon um my immediate thought was oh i'm gonna get to fight goma with this as this giant stone robot as a giant golem and i didn't get to do that picture 
picture a Pacific Rim style thing <laughs> where you get into here and you like Link throws the Dominion Rod at this like unassuming little thing and then it powers on and it turns out you're actually inside of this giant mecha thing and then it turns into this big battle against Ult, uh, Ultra Goma or whatever and it's it, it would have been so cool, like Mecha Darknut versus Ultra Goma. And then we suplex them because it's just that boss battle from Stone Tower Temple. Uh, they they just could have done so much cooler stuff with this. Uh-huh. Like, so we 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 finish him off. We smash him a couple times, and again, it felt good, right? Uh-huh. We come down and just smash the hammer on him. Yeah, but you're smashing a spider. Like the, but the first time, and then you got to do it two more times, like the exact same way. Yeah. When you get all that done, we get the cinematic of the thing like shriveling up and doing all this stuff, and it's like, oh yeah, we did it. And then we get a little comic moment where, oh no, it's time for phase two, but it's just a little eyeball, and it it the music changes, and then we just have to like they want us to like chase it down. I just pulled out bone arrow. Yeah. Hit, hit yep. it with one. Dead. I went to use the fist because at some point they got close to one of the fists and I was like, let's see if I can smash it. And it, <laughs> they all flip over for half a second and then they get back up and they run away again. And I was like, well, okay, that's, I thought that would have been really cool if that had worked. You can but, do that during the boss fight with the fist. Like when they start, when Goma starts popping out babies, you can yeah. smash them all. But they, they just get back up again. I I'm also... <sighs> really sick of this uh thing with boss fights where like oh oh is it over oh it's over no it's not over like i know it's not over you all i did was punch a spider three times you've got to have something else up your sleeve at least the uh the the skull part thing that we did uh in the prison was awesome um the the you know the second part of that was like like oh they fooled us into thinking it might be over but it's not and and then i don't know the ice the ice lady was like eh, it's okay it's okay but they didn't try and fool us that time but like this one i was sitting there waiting for it like wh- when when are you going to pull the rug out where when's it going okay okay it's just kind of funny now so now we only have one piece of mirror left we teleport out of here and we talk about like, okay, where do we got to go next? Uh, the Uku comes out and is just sort of like, huh, I really thought that rod was going to be the key. I guess not. Anyways, bye. It doesn't work and anymore. They just, yeah. So now it, it only worked in the past. Yeah. Uh, and now that we are in the present again, the Dominion rod is useless. I don't think they did a great job of explaining that. No. I kept trying to use it a few different times and I'm like, is something broken? Is something not working here? But it changes it turns colors. Out, I didn't even notice. It does change colors. Before we get into what we're going to do here, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about solving Ilya's memory randomly. <laughs> and we're back, folks, with another episode of Nasty Labs. Nasty Labs. It's a show hosted by me, Kinsey Burke, and my dumbass friend, Mark. Nasty Labs. This twice-monthly show about game development, Japan life, 
be nice to people, and hey, maybe a few other things. Nasty Labs is a product of Chuhai Labs Brand Incorporated and now available for three easy payments of $4.2069. Only on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Steve. And I'm JP. And we host a little podcast called Whatever, Whatever Nerd. Nerd. A bi-weekly nerd culture podcast where we talk about subjects such as games, comics, movies, voice acting. And did I mention games? You did. Join us every other Tuesday at whatevernerd.com. Or wherever you get your podcasts. So, we just traveled through time and discovered uh, an ancient rod that lets us control statues. So, what is the obvious thing we need to do next? Uh, Go back to the girl who can't remember things. Clean up loose ends. (laughs) So, if we don't... uh, The thing is, is I went back there because I remember seeing a statue underneath the uh, one of the huts in Kakariko Village. Walked in there and they're all having a conversation about like, oh, what's going on with yeah, what's <laughs> going on with Ilya's memory. So I'm like, oh hi guys. If, if you don't do that, eventually the postman will run into you and give you a letter saying come talk to us. Mm-hmm. Or or tell them I'll be like, hey sugar, go go see the Renato guy, uh, Shad's hanging out there. I do want to talk about, Renato says some things about Yes, he does. It's great. He can't stand see, Yeah, he was just like, we tried to make it work. Uh, I couldn't keep up with her. And <laughs> like... There's so much tiny little drama happening between the two of them in this segment. Because like, she even reads the letter and she's like, he doesn't even like mention me. Like, what the heck? Yeah. So we have th- this is this is definitely some padding. Um, and it's, oh, we, we take dear some, God, yes, it is. It, it goes on forever, <laughs> and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel natural because what we need to do to figure out why the Dominion Rod doesn't work is for some reason Ilya is connected to it because at some point after she lost her memory, she went on her own little adventure and met a number of important people. Why? I don't know. Again. W- like when did, like, she met all these people before she lost her memory? Because yeah, the character we're about to meet says that she talked about us. Well, then when did she lose her memory? That's At what I want to know. Point. I because I assume she lost her memory when she got shot in the back with an arrow or whatever. Nope. Right. You think so? Right. You would think nope. that. And then they she got separated from the kids, and and then she gets saved by someone else and then has her own little adventure to the castle with the dead fish boy and then yeah but no that's not it at all what happens is telma uh has some information for us so we go talk to her she says oh you're trying to figure you're trying to retrace her steps well you should go talk to the doctor doctor owes me a lot of money he's got a huge tab so take the take the bill with it with you show it to him and it'll take care of everything you give it. You give the doctor that, which we haven't needed to go to his house. Did anyone have trouble finding the doctor's no, place? No, I knew where it was. I remember it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we go into there, show him that he says something like, "Oh, right, she did have this this thing on her. I accidentally spilled some some medicine on it, or whatever. Some stank and, medicine. Yeah. And then we put it out, and it disappeared, and someone took it." 
And so you have to then, like, you have to move a box out of the way to find that the medicine is this green Nickelodeon slime looking stuff sitting on the wall. He pushed a box over it to, to like, <laughs> keep to the smell, up. to cover the smell. <laughs> Literally cover it with a box. In switching, having to switch back and forth between being the wolf in town is obnoxious. <laughs> well, no, you, they'll see you. Don't move. You can, move six inches that way. There, they don't see you now. You can. You can. Hey, Link. We just need to leave. Let's just leave and let things cool down before we turn back <laughs> into a human. It's true. Well, what's more traumatizing, like having a wolf around or having that wolf turn into the hero guy that you're like, oh, that wolf's cool. All right, never mind. That just makes us even cooler, right? Right. Like, it's like, oh. The resistance would be like, holy crap, we are so glad we have this guy on our side. Yeah, he's the wolf, but he's a cool dude. So the wolf's probably fine, right? No. You, you can also sw- uh, change inside the, the doctor's place because he goes into his office and they give you... Yeah, and so, like, that's your safe space to change into a wolf if you need to, to sniff out medicine. And you can you can talk to him as a wolf, and he's so busy, he doesn't even pay attention to the, really? the fact that you're a wolf. <laughs> um, so, we get the smell, we follow the smell, and that takes us just right back. So, here's, the, here's my biggest issue with this. We have to go back and forth multiple times on this thing. Which, I guess that's been the theme of this game, if, you know, if, if we really gotta put it all out there. Um, we have to go then back to Telma, uh, just the outside of her bar. The cat's there, and the cat is like, yeah, I stole it, but then someone else stole it. It was those b- those skeleton dogs. You know. But they're in packs. You know the ones and, I'm talking about. Yeah, just go out to the south side, fight some dogs, they're and out. then they'll drop the wooden toy thing. You do that, you take the wooden toy... Uh, was it? So, wait. So, we get that. Then we take the wooden toy back to Ilya. Then Ilya is starting to remember some things. And she remembers, oh, yeah, I ran into this person over in this one town, this place. And then everyone just knows, like, oh, the secret town. Oh, she's talking about the secret. Like, it was like, what kind of leap of logic are we making here? That well, suddenly cor- she... I, I, I don't know. Like, suddenly they all know what everyone's talking about and they're they're like oh the legend of this town is like this this must be this place and it's like why i saw why it must it be movie. this place the goron recognizes the statue is like a sheikah statue so he's like oh it has to be the sheikah village <laughs> it's out of nowhere but then we have to go to this one area that was that was blocked off by stones and the big Goron leader is there, and he's just going to smash through, which is cool. I, I like that, that they're mm-hmm. bringing him back to be like, he's the one that's going to help us get through here. I wish it was something more meaningful rather than going to the quote-unquote Sir- hidden village to the, Sergio, is the name of the place. Sergio Leone town. Yes. We we go to Spaghetti Western uh, <laughs> town. Bang, 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 bang. It's just a weird change in theme here. You get in there and the guy and the uh, the Goron chief is like, uh, yeah, there's probably like 30. No, nah, probably just like 20 enemies in there. Just don't let them see you. <laughs> what was the deal with the, him giving you a fake number? And then being like, no, 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 I I overestimated. It's 20. It's 20. Don't worry. 
And and Jeremy's right. What's the deal with uh, not being seen? How not to be seen? I thought this was going to be a stealth section because they said don't be seen. So I tried my best not to be seen and then ended up getting seen and nothing happens. Doesn't matter. You fought you fought some enemies and the number went down. Yeah. And I actually love that it's this random weird spaghetti western showdown in a deserted town, but I wish they had had at least made unique enemies or something. I guess continuity-wise it makes sense that it would be the bacoblins that kidnapped her, but maybe if they could be like Twisted bacoblins or cool bacoblins or Western bacoblins. <laughs> yeah, put a hat on them. Put all put cowboy hats on all of them. No, it's the same ones, same enemies. It's just for whatever reason they made this a Western, and you just have to go through and kill twenty of them, and then the door opens. They 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 meet. do do things where like it's 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 totally Western inspired because they will guys up on the upper like floors will fall through and off of, like, ah, dramatically falling off of, like, balconies and stuff after they get shot. Or, or like, a Mafia 3 bad, you know, every Mafia 3 bad guy. But it's like that that Western cliche of, like, ah, you got me, and then they fall, you know, stuntman falls off of thing. Yeah. It's, so, I love, I love spaghetti Western movies. This is adorable. Uh, but no, no game, no. <laughs> I, I did have this weird flashback because uh, I was thinking I, I in my memory it was mixing up the um the crossbow training because there's a cross there's a level of this in the crossbow training thing and I was like is wait does this go first person does it does this turn into a shooting gun and it's like no it didn't I'm just confusing it whatever if you if you put yeah the if you put the eagle mask on yeah it goes into like has any oh. Has anyone tried using the eagle mask? I don't need it because because it, it 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 takes away my motion controls. I have to go back to aiming with a control stick, and I'm just like, "What? Why? That's that's, <laughs> that's so weird. Why? I okay, fine, whatever game, whatever." So after we go and kill all the enemies here, the door unlocks and an old lady walks out, and this was like so. I was kind of annoyed at this because there are a number of things that this game will be like, oh, straight up, this is this person here, but or this is just a reference to this person. Mm -hmm. And this is supposed to be a reference to Impa. Mm -hmm. Impa is like, honestly, my favorite character in the Zelda series. And like, I love all the incarnations of her, but the fact that they didn't call her Impa really made me upset. Like I was like, why couldn't you just call her Impa? I I could, yeah. Impas. Impas. I couldn't remember. I didn't remember that they called her Impas, but I was like, oh hey Impa, or whatever they decided to call you in this game, and yeah, then Impas. Impas. Impa has been like the the Sid. Of Zelda games, like, <laughs> you know, there's always a Sid in Final Fantasy. I uh, even I there, get that there's, reference. There's usually an an Impa in there, uh, in in some form in a Zelda game. So, and after Impa, playing Hyrule Warriors, I I'm afraid of her. So <laughs> she is oh she's awesome, man. 
Uh, and both both of them, both like Did, both Hyrule. Yeah, Warriors. I only played Age of Calamity, and she is by far my favorite character. So I I, uh, I respect the Impas. See, that's okay. Plural. Okay, if we're gonna pluralize Impa, she's cool enough. You can use a Z to pluralize <laughs> I all it. of the Impas. Uh, what Impas tells us is that, oh yeah, I remember seeing this girl. Uh, here she left this thing here. It, it's the a horse call. It mm-hmm. is the shape of the the like little flower thing that we would blow to make our horse come to us. We take it back to her. Again, she gave us a thing to take back to them, to take back to her. Then she remembers, oh, right, all my memory is coming back. Link, you're the most important person in my life. How could I forget you? Everything's coming back to me. The kids are, like, looking through the, you know, the... The Gorons leave us alone. The kids are, like, looking through the window, like, ogling. You know, one of them's ogling us, and they, like, you know, grab him by his collar and pull him away and stuff, but... And then... Right before this, when we get the charm um, from Impas, is when Impas says, oh, are you Peggy? Like, she talked <laughs> about you. And I'm just like, when did she lose her memory? Yeah. I, yeah, it does. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it, I, you, you, you really screwed me up on this because I thought I was like, okay, this is random. Like, that she went on this, like, amnesic adventure but it's even worse because she got amnesia somewhere else. And, like, I don't know. We, we got to move on because we do not get a satisfactory answer to any of this stuff. Yeah, all right, fine. You know what? That's fine. We're going to move on. The, the, they certainly moved on after this. So, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we, let's, let's get through this back and forth. So, after we do this... Then we have to go back to the hidden village to see Impas again, and this time show her the Dominion Rod. And then she will say, like, oh, you have this thing. It doesn't work, right? Because you need this special book. And then you go and take your book back to Kakariko Village again to talk to To the basement this time. Because he's been down in the basement the whole time. Shad's in the basement, and yeah. You give him the book, and if you went and saw him beforehand, you do get a cutscene of him like trying to figure out what's going on, mm-hmm. and then you just leave. There's nothing for you to do. But if you show him the book, then he will go and try to read the book, and then realize, oh, there's there's pages missing. He calls and it skywriting, like, which is just yeah. adorable. Because I'm thinking of like, here comes the plane into the hangar. <laughs> it's all made of clouds. Yeah. Ah. Uh. But he says, "Oh, it didn't work. I uh, there's some there's some pages missing in here, and there's some words that are like it, it's just out of this book." Anyways, I give up, and he walks away. And then Link's like pulls out his Dominion Rod, and it's just like, "Oh wait!" It turns out whatever he did actually just activated by Dominion Rod. Well, and then he says that he's gonna go look at there's other statues around the world. Yeah. So I'm going to go say the words to those statues here. I'll mark them on your map. Then, you know, then then you go look at them too or hey, I'm just going to go look at them. You know, catch me outside. I might I might be at one of them. You might see me there. And the thing is, moving the statues so you can then walk up to the circle that they were sitting on, which again, it was not clear. 
I kept when I first did it the first like the first time I did it I I did one moved it in a way so that I could reach the treasure chest that was there thinking like there's going to be what there's going to be a page to a book in this treasure chest is what I'm looking for or something like that get it and oh no here's a stamp and I'm like <laughs> what and then so that is the worst fake out of all of them right um and no you have to walk up to the little circle, the glowing circle thing that it was on. Like, I thought maybe we were just freeing it at first. Just trying to remember this part of it. No, right. you walk up to it. We get this short little cutscene where it turns out that the book is an amiibo. And you just tap it onto there. And then you unlock the, <laughs> the next words in the book. Oh, that's my favorite Smash Brothers character. Skywriting book. book. <laughs> the worst one. I, is is the one in Farron Woods? I thought, where because I I thought I had to go to the poisonous fog area to access it, and and this is around the time where like I was I was crashing, I was not feeling well, but I was trying to get to the end, and I only had one more to find, and I was just doing my best to to make it to the end of the episode. And I couldn't find it, and then some, uh, just a, a wisp of poison fog caught me and killed me. And I'm like, guys, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I need to go to bed. I'm, I'm just really surprised that we've been in how many dungeons and things in that area, and none of it has cleared the fog. You would yeah. think that, that would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or there's never you... really been a. Like maybe once has there been a reason to go back to the fog because we didn't have Midna or 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 we I don't know we didn't have the monkey like one time, huh? We didn't have the monkey with us, so right, okay. But then 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 when you actually find the spot where it needs to go, you have to move the statue to make a, a Midna jump point, which that's fine. So I moved the statue over there, and then I went and I stood on the thing to get my final sky writing letter. And then it moved the statue yeah. right next to the spot. It just moves it back again for some reason. It couldn't, <laughs> it just couldn't it remember was. it. And I'm just like, come on, game. Don't give me more reasons to be mad at you. So uh, we don't need to go through all of them. You go move some statues. You get some more things. Most of them are pretty we, pedestrian. We go back to Shad. And now that we have them all, we show him the book. And he's just like, I already saw this book. Wait, what happened? There's more stuff in this book now. He does it again. And this time the statue glows a little bit. And that's it. And he's just like, I'm out of ideas. And then walks he, away again. He he walks away. Yeah, he's like, I'm tired. And I'm, I'm like, dude, stand right there. I'm going to blow your mind. But he he walks away. And then like he gets like halfway out of like half of his body is out of frame. And then it cuts back to you, and he's gone. Yeah, I'm like, all right, I'll just do the thing, I guess, without him. And then he runs right back immediately to be like, wow. So, we after we move the statue, we walk in. He freaks out because there's a giant broken cannon, and we walk up to it. And Minda's like, well, obviously we got to warp to somewhere. And then you're like, right. and it's just like, do you want to warp it? And he's like. Uh, yeah, I want to warp it. And the Minda's like, well, that guy's over there. And then you walk up to him and he's just sort of like, oh yeah, no, I get it. I'm just going to, I'm going to leave. <laughs> like there's something, there's something about it. He understood at this moment where he's like, oh no, we've already done this a few times. I know what I have to do. 
It's when you you have some magic power that when I don't look, you can do it. <laughs> it's like this is like Kel from uh, Mystery Men, where like exactly. he can he can only be invisible when no one's watching. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least it was at least it was steady for him to learn these things. Where like at the very he didn't see us turn into a wolf at least, but right. he's figuring out all this magic stuff, and he's like, well, this this new Link guy that we only met a week ago. Is figuring all this stuff out. He doesn't talk. I don't know how he moved these statues. He has this magic book. Oh, his shadow moved? Okay. I guess that's logical at this point. Anything can happen. <laughs> yes. I mean, if he's the, the bookworm scholar dude, like, I would just, I'd be like, no, no, go ahead. Do what you're about to do. I gotta see this. I have a book I wanna write things down in. But, like, go ahead. But he's like, no, dude, I'm just going to peace out. You do whatever you've been doing. So uh, we can warp the cannon to the only place where we know cannon stuff happens. Uh, over, <laughs> exactly. over in Lake Hylia. Exactly. It, it's, it's weird the way they do it. So we take it to the cannon guy. We go and walk up to him, and he's just like, hey, that's a nice cannon you got down there. Mind if I take a look? He's and, total uh, use, like, he's totally a car mechanic in this scene. Mm-hmm. And you go up, to, he, he takes a look at it, and, and you know, he's, he's impressed by it, and he's like, yeah, I can fix it up for 300 rupees. And like I said, I was happy. Uh, yeah, I was like, great, yes, I've been, I, I've, I have this money burning in my pocket right now. Uh, I, I think it's dumb that the repair cannon option has been there the whole game. Yup. Yep. And he's like, there's no need for that right now. He's like, then just don't show the option. <laughs> we don't even pick repair cannon when we talk to him. <laughs> yeah, you don't hit you don't pick that option. It's to make you feel like you solved a puzzle. He he does we get a we get a funny scene where it like there's a time lapse over like a week of him you know, banging hammers against this thing to fix it. It's all done. Uh, and then what we could do is you can claw shot into the back of it. There's a little anchor point in there. That was cool. And we get a little cutscene where this our Uku friend comes running at us, <laughs> and the camera is right in their face. And it's just they are just running at you, <sighs> clawing out of your TV, coming for you. <laughs> and we launch ourselves into the sky. And we we get to this new area, the city city in the sky, where there are just a lot more ukus, <laughs> and they're making a lot of noise. And they make a scream we haven't heard yet, and it will stick with me for a long time. Even the even the the flying creature that will eventually be the boss of this area. I mean, I don't know if that's a spoiler because it's flying around. Sorry. Um, a big dragon shows up. I'm yeah, sure we'll the have to giant dragon that. that's flying around. Um, uh, even that, not as terrifying as the unholy squabbling that these things are doing. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, this is where we are going to wrap things up for the episode. I, um, I just want to. Is... I, I just need to say that there's a shop over to the side. It's just a. It's fine. It's just a regular shop. Everything's the same price. But I accidentally spoke to the thing in the corner, and he's like, cool, I'm hopping in your pocket. And I'm like, no! <laughs> no! Not again! 
They're like fleas. So stay away from the shop. Go on <laughs> over to the shop. Go and beat this dungeon for the next episode. Uh, we're just going to clear this dungeon out. And then if you want to do some more exploring, clean up some stuff at the end. Uh, this new item that we get in here may help you with some other things. Go and do that. And we'll meet back and talk about it on Chat of the Wild.